Well, welcome to the Church Office podcast, and it's a real thrill for me today to get to sit with Di Hankey, a uh, pastor in Cardiff at Redeemer Church, been involved in there for four years, church planting. Di, we've known each other for what, mate? 15 plus years? Must be. Must be. I'm trying to think now. Vintage Jesus, does that ring a bell? It does, mate, yeah. I mean, we're talking when I was living in Cardiff for the yeah. first time, um, so that was pre-2007. So yeah, yeah, it must be at least. At least 15 years. You, you've been off and done a number of church plans, mate. You are an evangelist you've got so much gifting and uh, i'm sitting I've still you down. got my vintage t- uh, jesus t-shirt you still got it and it still fits me <laughs> it still fits you that's how slim you are mate Praise 15 the years on yeah. or whatever i love that <laughs> and uh we're sitting and talking about church administration today mate which is like top of your list isn't it it's just my it's just my passion <laughs> <laughs> you just love it do you know I wake up in the morning and just like think admin give, admin. Me, ad- give me admin here's what i'm doing today yeah gonna change the world for jesus doing admin yeah. <laughs> So the podcast is titled uh, The Administratively Challenged Pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you set that title yourself when we were chatting. Yeah. Um, tell me about your experience as a church planter, as a pastor, admin. Like, What have you got to say on this subject that's going to help other guys? I've always sucked at admin. Okay. Like anything to do with organization i'm not an organized person i'm a chaotic person i think that comes hand in hand with creativity it comes hand in hand with pioneering i think that i'm already i'm always always dreaming up what's next rather than taking care of what's now yeah yeah um so that's just that was well before i was a christian well before you know i i was in any kind of ministry i've just never been that that person yeah you know those kids they, they turn up to school and they've got like everything organized and they, get, they know where all their files are yeah. and it's all like you know neatly that just wasn't me that would have been me that would have been yeah it was like oh, i <laughs> hope i put my i hope i put the right book in my bag this morning um if not i have to blag the teacher that kind of thing so that was me in school um and certainly like i mean i think i'm passionate about um discipline yeah so I'm quite a disciplined person in yeah. many respects. I read, I, I love reading the scriptures every day. I carve out time, time every day for prayer, yeah. for um, studying the scriptures, for reading. I, you know, try and get to the um, gym quite regularly. Um, there's certain when I'm and I'm, when I'm committed to an activity, whether that's a church meeting, weekly church meeting, or whether that's like you know uh, I coach a football team. Yeah, I'm there on time. Yeah, so like it's not chaos where I'm completely out of control. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm quite diligent in a lot of those ways. Yeah. But there's just things which I, would, I guess I would call classic admin <laughs> that I'm just not highly skilled in. Yeah. And the reason I know that is because I planted two churches. Yeah. And both of the churches that I've planted, I'm realizing now probably not most wisely. I did, you know, literally just me and my wife yeah. and then supported by a handful of other well-meaning individuals. Yeah. But, you know, most church planters, when they think of planting a church, their first instinct isn't like, you know, where's my admin yeah. guy or my admin yeah. girl? Like, you know, that wasn't really there. And so when you start something up, you've got to do everything. Yeah. The um, the analogy that I've always used as a church planter has been that a church planter is like a Swiss army knife. Yeah. They have to be adequate in a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. And excellent in one, which is, I guess, preaching the gospel. Yeah. And so I guess a Swiss Army knife, the blade is pretty good. Yeah. You have to, it has to have a good blade because it's a Swiss Army knife at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. But you would never buy a Swiss Army knife for the pair of scissors. Yeah. Um, 
but you can just about cut things out with a pair of scissors, but it's painful it's to watch. Yeah. If you yeah. see somebody cutting anything out with a pair of Swiss Army knife scissors, <laughs> you just want to go to them and like just like let them know it's all going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and you know, um, you know, cuddle them if they need it, like because they're just you know they're stressing their box yeah. off. And admin is my pair of scissors. Yeah. Um, and so the times I have gone into ministry and I haven't had that support, yeah. I become very very aware yeah. that um, there are better people out there. The goal of a church plant is to identify and raise up people who are, you know, able to excel in their gifts that yeah. God has given them, and to do that joyfully. And I have absolutely no problem accepting that there are better pairs of scissors in the local church than me, and then most church leaders that, can that take I know over, that can, that come alongside can just you, that can help you. Do, yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's people like you, stronger. who's not, who's not so much like a pair of scissors. You're, you're, like, you're more like a sliding guillotine. It's like <laughs> <laughs> just like crazy efficiency which I, i'm just like i you know the way people like you in a church this size manage to do the things you do man yeah. like literally that's like there's a, there's a reason why it's list, why it's listed alongside you know workers of miracles in like you know in the uh gifts of the spirit yeah. right, in one corinthians it's definitely there, it's yeah, yeah it's definitely there man because yeah. like you know admin is miraculous yeah <laughs> when it's done well it is a spiritual yeah, gift, yeah, though, mate. yeah totally man it is a spiritual gift amen yeah. it actually it actually it is, is yeah. listed in the scriptures yeah. as a spiritual gift do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, praise God for people that can that, that be, that be blessed with it. Yeah, we absolutely need it. I mean, there's a couple of things that just to throw back at you, Di, from what you're saying there, is that you've got that ability to administrate your own gift, haven't you? You know, you're organizing your preaching, you're turning up on time, you're making your appointments, you're doing all the things that really you need to do as a pastor um, and a church planter. You're, you know, you don't need too many structures when you start in church planting. You need to be quite agile don't you yeah and you need to be reactive and you mm -hmm. need to you know you and your wife are on it and that's all that you've got this week you're putting out the chairs you're doing the worship you're doing the the preach you know you're running the coffees as well you're trying to organize things and make community and happen yeah totally it's all on you isn't it mm -hmm. and and mate that's that's really where god has gifted you and you've been brilliant in it mate i've you know seen real fruit in in what you've done and yeah i mean i love it and i excel in it and i think that's my sweet spot but it causes carnage as well. Like, okay. you know, chaos ensues when churches are planted. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a messy, chaotic um, yeah. experience. And so, yeah, genuinely, I think that I'm not like, I don't sort of rock myself to sleep thinking I wish I was better at admin. I'm, I, I'm never going to yeah. be that guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I'm fine with that. But you do get to see that very, very quickly. Because the other th interesting thing with a church plan, or with any kind of church, really, is people turn up in church and they have different needs. There's very few churches get planted where everybody, well, no churches, if they're proper churches, get planted where everybody is exactly the same as the leadership yeah. in that church. Yeah. The beauty of the church is its diversity. Yeah. And so, A, that's really exciting because you get to, you know, see people come in who are nothing like you. Yeah. And actually, it's been a real challenge and a real humbling thing for me to sort of learn, especially with the second church that we planted that we're now um, in, in Cardiff, Redeemer. Um, it's it's really um, humbling to to realize that there are so many different kinds of people mm -hmm. that God wants to bring into a local church, and yeah. they're different, and they're and and also their needs are different. Yeah, and people don't. Not, I'm learning as I'm getting older. Not everybody appreciates chaos. Yeah, not everybody yeah. appreciates flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Not, not everybody appreciates you know not knowing what the heck is going on from yeah, one yeah, week to yeah. the next. Um, whereas that's a phase of church planning that I love. Yeah. But you know, I think there's 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 just the the recognition that there are a lot of people are much more geared towards like wanting to you know understand 
what's what and how things run and you know what the kind of general uh, functionality of a church is like so they can find their, their place in it but then the other beauty of that is that people join the church who do have gifts that yeah. a pastor doesn't have and that other people on the leadership don't have and it should be the joy of every pastor to yeah. find somebody who is administratively gifted yeah. and then to release them into those gifts yeah you know that's exciting yeah oh yeah seeing people play a part in that you know i remember when pete took me on and saying you know i was thinking what what am i going to be doing you know you you wanted me to do a deaconing kind of role it's a, a managing role it's a leading role but it's it's thinking about bringing people together organizing people making things happen you know pete saying i want to go in this direction i want to do this and i'm sitting there thinking right well i've got skills here to go right we can do it like this we can develop it and go forward this way and i guess as a leader you're thinking or you should be thinking um who can i bring on board that's got those kind of gifting that kind of thing and and every church has you know god gives grace doesn't he and he gives gifts to people and it's, it's sometimes it's a challenge identifying people and you get so busy in the work that that can be you know that can almost hinder you from finding people yeah uh, i mean if you've got some experience of that mate yeah i have although in my experience people generally put their hand up in a in a small church plant Today, that's good. yeah in a small church plant where there's just so much more that needs to be done than there yeah. is capacity to meet it yeah there's not like a, there's not a long list of people who could do it but everyone's been a bit too british and polite okay. and saying oh i'll wait you know until i'm yeah, invited yeah, yeah. More, more often than not in my experience with a lot of roles in church people are like look there's clearly a need you do, do you want some help do you with want me that to do it yeah um, that's great yeah yeah and so i think that's been kind of good to see but like until that happens then you become very aware that there isn't anybody to do that yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and um, it, it is interesting as well. One of the, one of the things that uh, a friend of mine, John Hindley, wrote in his book, Serving Without Sinking, that I've, I have found really helpful when it mm -hmm. comes to releasing people into ministry, uh, various ministries in the church. I think that he, he identifies that there's historically, in, in the Western church at least, the, um, the tendency for leaders to say, well, we want this kind of ministry. So who's going to do this ministry that we want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they identify the ministries that they want to see happen and then try and find people to do that ministry. What John endorses in his book, which and I found this a really helpful way of doing it, is he basically says, rather than looking at what ministry needs doing and then finding the people to do it, know your sheep and your people well enough to identify what gifts Jesus has sovereignly already yeah. put in the church yeah. that he's building yeah, and saying, right, so right. like, if you've got this gift and this passion, then how can we release you into the church to, to use that, that gift? Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I find, I think a much healthier way of doing like, you know, um, identifying and raising leaders. Yeah. yeah. And certainly in my experience, that's been kind of how it's played out really. You need to be among the sheep well enough to know who's got what skill. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing as well, and you know, uh, I don't know if I'm just like bootlegging your questions or nothing or like, you know, uh, jumping on ahead, no, but great. I think for me, I'm not, I'm not one of those proud leaders that wants to do everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a control freak in that way. You yeah. know, I, I I love it when people who are better than me at stuff say, can I do that for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there's loads yeah. of things I've had to do as a church plan to make. You know, I've had to set a website, several websites up. I've had to play songs. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I am the ultimate christian musician yeah. who's got four chords and a capo so i could so i could play everything that there is to play <laughs> is it, all you gotta tell me is which fret to put the capo on and i can play anything because all christian songs are written for g c e minor and d yeah, yeah. and um yeah. and that's just the truth yeah. but then when somebody who can actually play 
a guitar without a capo rocks up the church you're like oh my goodness <laughs> god's gifted people like you know beyond my level of skill yeah. and i'm like please start playing the music instead of me <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> yeah and generally as a church planter you want to you want the joy of putting your pair of scissors away yeah never to be seen again yeah, yeah. and then to put yeah. your corkscrew away and then to put yeah. your toothpick away and the other yeah. different all the different things that make up a swiss army knife yeah. You want your blade to be out as long as God wants you preaching. The blades you're preaching. Yeah. So you want your blade out as long as God wants you to be there preaching the yeah. word. But everything else, the goal is to find a better pair of scissors, a better corkscrew, a better toothpick. Yeah. And then put them away so you can just focus on what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. I think I think that's a great analogy, mate. I love that Swift Army knife thing. I just think you, you're right. You need a broad range of gifting mm. to go and do something like that. And and yeah, I love the fact that you're putting it away, and you're you know you're equipping the saints to go and do some ministry and, and take on things and, and take on responsibility and you're happy to let go of that and and, and mate that's yeah. that's so important is it because the, the ability to delegate as a pastor is so important whether you're on a church plant or you're in a in just a pastoring in, in, in a church unless you are able to release tasks to people it's, it's gonna, not going to flourish you're going to get burnt out i absolutely agree i actually think it's harder for leaders of, ex of established churches and for church planters yeah i think church planters go into it kind of expecting there to be this need for like yeah, yeah you know point. things not quite functioning as you'd like them to and for there to be the sense of i guess i'll have to do that then but when you've got an established church where like you know it's much more clear what the role of ministry is meant to be. And you have got a group of brothers and sisters who I'm sure have those gifts and skills. Mm. If they're not using those gifts and skills, then you end up with a kind of a church leader who either out of pride refuses to release other people yeah. out of, or, out, or out of fear refuses to see other people because they don't want other people to sort yeah. of like be seen to be doing more. Um, and sometimes it's even a way of like justifying your salary, thinking, well, I need to be doing stuff yeah. because I'm getting paid for stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't think that that is what is how it's meant to be. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, and you see it in Act Six really clearly, don't you? You do. Yeah. Uh, I think Act Six is a really helpful. I, I would see that as the first deacons in yeah. the in, yeah. in the New Testament, and like. It's an amazing thing that they've got a ministry feeding widows. Yeah. I mean, praise God for that. Yeah. Who, who wants to shut yeah. that ministry down? That. Yeah. No one wants to shut that ministry down. Yeah. Um, but clearly, the, the apostles are like, our responsibility is preaching the word, yeah. devoting ourselves to prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And also, yeah. I guess, driving the mission of the church forward. And so they just identify these uh, these these other guys, and yeah. the whole church is involved. So yeah. you know, it's not like some sort of like little backroom meeting. They're like, guys, we need some people we need to, to do this. Some good people. Here so so to do so it. yeah. So yeah. the whole church yeah. needs to know the whole church. People need to know each other. Yeah. And they they need to be able to say, hey, this person will be amazing at that. Um, and more often than not, it's because it's been proved. Yeah. And I think that's one of the passions I've got for the church office is is I I love meeting other church administrators who are enabling ministry to happen because they're taking stuff away from their pastor which means that they can focus on the word and prayer like that's a sweet thing when you, you see a pastor being released from just I, I guess what is such a, a challenge for them administratively mm -hmm. to now be given the time and the freedom to to have in the word and go right we're going to sort those rotors out yeah. we're going to sort out your schedule we're going to you know sort out this event you know all you need to do is turn up and preach yeah like come and bring the gospel to bear and, so, so um, good man i mean even this morning i had an email from a guy in church and he's not even got a you know an official role because we're still not at the phase at uh, the stage where we've got anything beyond two elders at the moment yeah. we're, we're currently exploring deacons at the moment actually as a yeah. church but um 
he just, you know, he's his, his area of expertise in the world is event management. Yeah. And so he just sent, sent this morning an email to me and my <laughs> co-pastor saying, saying, guys, here's your updated COVID um, uh, risk assessment, you Brilliant. know, in light of the latest Welsh government guidelines. Yeah, brilliant. And I'm just like, praise God yeah, for yeah. people like that, man. <laughs> because my because my COVID risk assessment, if it would have been down to just me, it's like, let's just pray that nobody comes and like, sees we're doing anything wrong. Because I haven't got a lot of time to work out risk assessments. Yeah. But this guy is just like, bam, there you go. He's knocked it out. He's knocked it out. And uh, and it doesn't and doesn't even break sweat. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, me and Ross are just like praise God for people yeah. like that because that's like literally that's so life giving. Oh, massively. You yeah. Because yeah. I, I I've got a sermon to prep this week and he had and Ross had a sermon to prep last week and neither of us wanted to spend this week or last week looking at risk assessments. Yeah. Yeah. Updating the guidance. Yeah. Updating people in the church. Pulling teams together yeah. for all these different things. Like, but the other thing I love is that some people are passionate about that. Oh mate, I love it. That's yeah. the mad. That's yeah. a mad thing. Yeah. I, and like you know, praise God for that. But I don't understand it at all. <laughs> like. I just don't understand it. Like, like I see mathematicians' eyes light up when they see a combination of letters and numbers, and they got to yeah. work it out. I'm like, how can you be like? Yeah. How can that be a joyful challenge to you? Yeah. Burn the textbook. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. And that's, I guess, that's the the body working and functioning Absolutely. and beauty, the family, yeah. and you know, yeah. all of that coming together, which is which is brilliant, mate. How can um, you know, you, you've got people around you, which is good. You're you're aware of your weaknesses. You're honest about your weaknesses. Like that's a real strength. There's a humility about you that says, do you know, what? I can't do this. I know I can't do this. And so, uh, you know, God brings somebody along who can, mm-hmm. and you you know, you're willing to to put your knife away, or not your knife, but you're willing to put your corkscrew away and go right. Somebody else can do this. Mm-hmm. Do you think how can we help other pastors to think that way? Um, what would you say to encourage people in this whole area of kind of pastors doing administration? Um, you know, what what could you do to encourage those folks? So much, I think, has to do with the church culture of the church that they're in. Okay. In my experience, church leaders who recognize their need of that support generally find it. Okay either because they're brought into churches and there was already something in place, which is how they were brought into the church. You know, any church that can, like, you know, that has to re- replace a pastor and bring in a new pastor, they must have something in place already, mm-hmm. whether it's a board of deacons or something. Yeah, Those things don't happen by accident. Um, but then there's other churches, like I alluded to earlier, where I just think there's a really unhealthy culture where, like, the one leader or the one little board of people has to do everything yeah yeah and there's almost a kind of a power play which um is quite concerning because i don't think it's yeah i don't think it's healthy to sort of stay in that place long term in the same way it's not healthy for me to stay in the state of chaos that a church plant you know um yeah requires and i just think it's like firstly praying for leaders who don't see their need of support Mm -hmm. firstly um, and secondly, I think it is helping people to, to to identify that there are spiritual gifts that go beyond. A, I mean, some churches in Wales, which I'm used to, I, I'm very much from this tribe. It's literally there's elders, stroke pastor, possibly deacons, but that's yeah. it. Like that's the yeah. the sum total of yeah. leadership roles in the church, yeah. or even like serving you might get a treasurer roles. or secretary, you know, who yeah. might do some of the stuff. But they yeah. would probably be a deacon, yeah, yeah, um, or a deaconess, yeah, but. I mean, I mean, just before coming to this, I did just flick through Romans 12 and I flicked yeah. through uh, um, 1 Corinthians yeah. uh, 12 as well. And just looking at the different spiritual gifts that the Lord has blessed the church yeah. with. 
and I just think that we should be craving all of those gifts in the church and the church is lacking without those and not just apostles prophets evangelists shepherd teachers like not just those gifts but you know I mean you know prophecy hospitality uh, um uh, administration yeah miracle workers yeah. like you know um yeah uh you know there's so many of these different gifts that we should aspire to see released in in the local church and i think that one of the things that someone like yourself and a, and a church like christ church you know i mean you you guys know how much i love this church is to almost be a flagship of like showing how things you know can and should be i mean when you guys open up this building to run conferences and to you know welcome other pastors to come and do things you know it's just a humbly show that like showcase what a what well-run church can look like you know and uh, you know not all churches are going to be this big then yeah. they're not going to be this slick uh, and, and function this way this way i mean my church will never be this yeah. like this yeah but i can sit here with you as a brother in christ who does help to run something of this scale and just thank god that christ church has got a gav yeah because i think without somebody doing what you're doing so much of what you know how this church functions and, and functions well and is able, able to do all the different ministries that it runs very quickly it, it would just like it would like it would grind to a halt yeah same as um my uh my sending church highfields church you know another yeah. really big church in cardiff if they didn't have the staff that they have and the different people releasing the different things that they are doing i think you know very quickly the pastors would end up frantic yeah yeah and what i mean i will be so bold as to say the ultimate thing for the church needs to be doing is holding out the word of life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is the you know a, yeah. a church can function without an administrator yeah but it can't function without somebody preaching the Absolutely word of god right. you know yeah. it, it's all yeah. about the gospel going out the Absolute church being priority. built around the gospel yeah. like that is the priority yeah totally agree. um yeah but we need to see the body flourishing by everybody playing their part yeah in a holding out the word of life to the last and b the church growing as the you know as the word is, is yeah. fed to the yeah. to the flock which it which is gathered yeah and that is you know and that, and, and that's something which not all churches get i don't think yeah and i guess there comes a point doesn't it where you get to a certain size in your church and a certain length of time that you you need to start having somebody in a maybe in a part-time role um you know who can fulfill some of these things some of the finances some of the um, the organization the structures that need to be in place you know organizing groups you know all these things take take time and and an organization and i guess you know when you get past you know 100 you start to need somebody maybe on a team in a, in yeah. a part-time or in a voluntary role that has a specific job description i guess that yeah. covers these things you know? yeah and more often than not there'll be people who are who are doing that either in a place of work and so they're okay with that like secularly now like you know their job is working in an office or working yeah. in a bank or whatever yeah. or they're just doing it at home uh, whether they're the husband or the wife but whoever handles uh, the kind of the finances in, in, in the home or is just really good at like you know insurance or you know whatever things yeah. people need everyone's got to do these things in some capacity yeah and it's like those people are in our churches yeah why not help them to realize that they could put those gifts to work for yeah. the body as well Absolutely you know right. and um you know on that on that same note um I do think that um, there, there's no tech, and this is a great way where what you're what you're doing um, with the church office could be really helpful, is helping just just helping to introduce people to technology and to kind of fixes that are out there, which you know, yeah. I mean, like classic example from just tonight, right? So my wife said to me earlier, um, just before I left, she said, "Oh, who's doing the kids talk on Sunday?" Mm-hmm. 
And I go on my phone and I got an app called Trello. Yeah. That I'd never heard of. Yeah. But there's somebody in our church had heard of. Yeah. And so when we started trying to work out right who's you know doing different things on Sundays and through yeah, the week, they just said like there's this thing called Trello. Get on it. Yeah. And then people can just sort of sign their names up for different things that are running. So I open up my app on my phone and it says, oh, you know. Straight you know, away. Yeah, bam, and I can tell her who's doing yeah. the kids talk. I never would have got, like, I would have had to have opened up my Mac yeah, and read, read through emails. Yeah, gone back over. Gone back over it. and rotors. Yeah, and, and yeah. then or, or check text message or yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but there are some people who just get functionality. Yeah. There's um, tools out there that can help you, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there and, are. And I guess it's introducing those into the church and having that 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 time, that ability. Yeah, you know that you, you know, past having confidence in that person to go, yeah, go go and do it. Like, Brilliant. Go and serve the church in that way. Yeah, yeah. Get totally. the app sorted. Get people on it. Get people trained on it. Yeah, Love it. yeah. And and genuinely for me, I am very aware that even now, and I'm I'm doing my best to like get better in certain ways. But even now, my insufficiencies, inabilities, and faults when it comes to communication and contactability and those sorts of things connectivity you know i'm, st- I'm, I'm still a pain in the neck for, for, for a growing church yeah you know um and that, you know so we just need people to help make those things you yeah. know function better for everybody because i yeah. will do people's heads in if everybody did church my way yeah flipping heck <laughs> literally it would you know, be a bit chaotic it would, it'd be, be terrible you I, I think you would actually like become ill some sort of if, if you just me. if you just like literally sort of like you know just picked up and plonked in our setup certainly like you know a couple of years ago yeah you would have just been like you know yeah. you you would have just been like you know breaking out in like sweats and stuff going what what the heck like what's what is this what is this mess what is this mess <laughs> how, can, how can we operate like this yeah yeah, yeah it's funny I, no, I I appreciate your honesty, mate, and I, I love it. One point that just you know, as we're talking, just really sticks is is knowing your people. It can't be under it can't be underestimated how important it is to know the people because it isn't just filling a job. Yeah, you know, it is a family. Yeah, so you don't want to give ministry to any old Tom, Dick, or Harry yeah. um, for the sake of it, like just so your life becomes a bit easier. You want somebody who you know loves. Yeah, the family. Yeah is known by the family has been tested and proved in the family and when the pastor you know whoever like you know announces and says we've got this new man or this new woman who's going to be doing this role in the church mm-hmm. everyone's like oh thank god because because they actually do <laughs> we've thank already god. seen it we've already yeah, recognized they, they do it, thank yeah. god it's not like you know well that's a you know that's a curveball <laughs> and they're like well, well obviously why did yeah. it take you this long yeah you make any announcement and they're going we've known this for about two months yeah yeah, exactly exactly (laughs) or well they they were doing it long before you asked them to do it anyway so well done for like catching up you know glad you got the memo do you know what I mean if you're listening to this podcast and you're a church leader and you're struggling with all the admin tasks and getting stuff done have a conversation with those in leadership around you you know humble yourself and 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 talk about some of the weaknesses talk about the, the help that you need and you know i i love the fact that there there is gifting placed in our churches we just got to find it and and mm-hmm. and and sort of tap into it in, in a sense yeah and i'm a big advocate die as well of not you know most most churches that i know that are going to employ a second person will go down the road of a, a youth worker or a children's ministry worker mm-hmm. or community and stuff and and for me my passion is you know looking for somebody in this kind of church management kind of role that can come alongside a pastor that actually can enable other people in the church to do ministry as well so not just enabling the pastor to do ministry but you know i can 
I can identify people, get alongside people, train people, support people in voluntary roles in youth and children's ministry and and community and projects and all those things without it needing to be a full-time role. Um, and I, I guess that, that'd be one passion that I'd, I'd put out there on the podcast, say, you know, consider you know employing somebody in this role even if it's a a voluntary you know uh, just appointing someone in a voluntary role or even a part-time role and then that you know for the churches in wales and the size of churches in wales that's that's all that's needed you know it really is man and like you know the whole goal is for the kingdom to advance and i love in act six once these um seven guys are appointed yeah it says the word of God continue to spread. Yeah. And that's what you that's want, sweet, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. That's what you yeah. want. Yeah. So it's not just a case of, oh, you know, we, we had to get some sort of administrators in, you know, or some people, some table waiters, because otherwise things were going to go. It's not a case of damage limitation. Yeah. It's a case of like gospel mobilization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, and that that's the goal. I think that's one of the ways to, you know, to really try and help church leaders to wreck, to see the need. This, is, this isn't a case of, you know, recognize the fact that you're not very good at stuff, and therefore, like, you know, own your weakness, like, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. It's like, own your weakness and recognize that, like, actually, if you just allow those areas to be, like, you know, addressed by people who are gifted, um, or even not, like, majorly gifted, like, just more gifted than you are, yeah. and more available yeah. than you are, then that's, good, that's only going to serve the purpose of the gospel. Yeah. And God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Absolutely right. You know, and I just think that um, the more church leaders that can hold their hands up and say, I suck at this. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the more chance there is of, you know, good, good godly men and women yeah. who are gifted to be able to come and say, well, let me take that off your hands. Yeah. So you can just concentrate on what you are good at and what you are called to do. Yeah, absolutely right. And on the website, there's a, a services section on the website, diet, and, you know, I offer something called a back office review where, mm-hmm. you know, where there are churches that go, do you know what, we need help, we need someone to assess what we need going forward. We can't, we don't really know what to do. We know it, we, we've got the symptoms of it, it kind of falling apart and, and there being issues and there being frustrations. Um, and I was just working with a church this week who, you know, humbly said, come in, interview staff, interview elders, talk to us tell us what you see and help us you know make recommendations of things that we could do differently and better and like like you say they're they're experiencing huge grace in that there's a real humility and gone you know speak to us you know share your experience and and there are people you know not just me there are other people out there in other churches like highfields have got people as well that actually can serve the wider body yeah. Um, yeah. and go, actually, we can get alongside pastors. They don't have to be in our church mm-hmm. and we can support people. I'd love to have an intern here for administration and management. Love yeah. to be able to offer that. Be happy for people to come and like hang here for a few days, yeah. you know, for a week just to get some experience. Like, how do you do this? Like, how do you do That's that? That's really good, man. Mate, you know, we want to get, you know, we want to serve people and serve and the church. I do think, mate, that what you set up with the church office and more just hear your heart generally around this issue is really timely because because forced upon us by this pandemic there is a a great opportunity for us to sort of like just take stock of where we are to regroup to re-envision and to to work out what you know this process moving out we hope but certainly moving forward from this moment is going to look like yeah and for some that's going to mean that there is actually change which has to happen which they weren't expecting but now it's required like covid guidance is a great example of that for others, they may actually be like thinking, well, we'd love to use our technology better. We'd know how to record our sermons. We'd know how to like, you know, live stream, those sorts of things. But we just, we're just not au fait with the technology. Yeah. You know, like my, my 13-year-old son is the, is the techie in church. And he, he's, <laughs> he's quicker 
on a computer or a tablet than anybody else in church because yeah. just like it's just like second nature to him it's like what the, how yeah. did you just do that do yeah. you know what i mean and so like um there you know so covid has brought about several different you know it's brought about a pause in what's going on yeah. which, which is a great time yeah so if there are people listening to the podcast we're thinking oh you know i'd love to have the time to sort of like you know maybe take stock of where we are with this issue oh this is a great time to do that yeah because nothing's at full pelt again yet yeah. there is a st we're still trying to you know catch our breath that's right I so it's, it's, right. it is a great moment for people to be asking those questions and reaching out to people like yeah. you and church office and who you know whoever else they, they may have around to, to get that support they need yeah oh yeah i'd love it and so you know please get in contact um via the website we, we'd love to be able to help you and support you more um, Di, mate, thank you so much for your time and just giving up and being willing to, to sit and chat. I, I love I love your passion for church planting, mate. I, I love the fact your humility is just superb, um, you know, and I think you're just a, a really good example to people who, you know, are talking about their weakness, needing to get people in, you know, talking about the ability to, to uh, you know, know people and know where they're gifted and deploy them in the right areas is is really good to kind of just think over and chew over. So if you're listening to that, then then um, I know Di would be more than happy to answer any questions. And if you've got specific things um, that you want to uh, email us in, then questions at the church office .co uk. Yeah, I mean, don't ask me any questions about how, like, you know, uh, printers work or nothing like that. <laughs> don't ask me admin questions. Yeah, and, and you might send an email to Di, and he might not come back to you for about three weeks, but uh, yeah. but he's you find someone who can get yeah, back to you. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I, I've, I mean, you've experienced just this last couple of days, haven't you, man? I, I'm so bad at getting back to people. But you're here. But you were bang I'm, on time. I'm, I'm gonna say bang on time. Absolutely bang on In time. In fact, mate. this is this is how on time I was. I got here five minutes early and waited around the corner. <laughs> listening to the football i'll be honest with you yeah so i could be a bang on punctual so i was here you were absolutely but right. um yeah but i didn't reply to your messages yeah it's good case in point yeah it's good <laughs> well mate thanks for your time and uh if you've uh if you do have any questions ping them into uh questions at the church office we'd love to hear it um if you've got if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been enjoying it please get in contact and encourage us if there are topics that you think do you know what this will be really helpful to cover uh, we're talking about COVID risk assessments. There's so many different uh, areas that happen behind the scenes in church life. Uh, we'd love to be able to talk into it and encourage you. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening.